Hello and welcome to TXF Fit Zone Financing International Trade Podcast. I'm Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF and we're here to talk about country risk and the risky business with Rebecca Harding. She's CEO of Coriolis Technologies and in this segment we're going to be talking about the risks in Asia of uh, weaponization of trade. So maybe Rebecca you can tell us a little bit about the headline data and what, what's, what's standing out in Asia at the moment. So um, in Asia at the moment what we're seeing is a region that is in transit in a in sense, in, t- in some kind of transition. So it's moving into a more global sphere in terms of its influence and we're seeing increased military presence as a result. So we're seeing an escalation in arms trade, particularly in the South, South China Seas, um, but China has been exporting its arms as well. Um, that's that's of concern because it, it China historically has not been particularly belligerent. It's not had um, a relationship with the rest of the world where it's been seen as a, a huge military power. But what's beginning to happen is China is increasing its arms in, imports, but most importantly of all, across the across the world, China is also increasing its exports and that across the region and that's having a big impact on the extent to which the region is becoming fragile. So that's the first thing. We're seeing a big increase and countries like Japan and Indonesia and Australia even are also increasing their arms imports. This is a strategic move against what they see as an escalation of tensions in the South China Seas. Now that's available, that information is available anecdotally everywhere. Um, it's obviously in the press but what we're seeing is actually that is now visible in the arms and jewel use goods trade data that we're seeing. Most interestingly of all Australia actually increased statistically significantly its security related telecommunications um, over the last six months so that's having a big impact on um, the region as a whole. You can see that there's a lot of fragility there. Other risks in the region, we're seeing um, an increase in terrorism as well. Um, So countries like Indonesia and Malaysia, there's some some serious threat from terror that's beginning to build up there. Uh, We're seeing that statistically. And associated with that, we're seeing clampdowns and regimes across the region as well. Um, So greater politicisation of trade. Any more... um on the North Korea elements that we, that we were discussing before as well. Any any trade com- information coming through on that at all? What's interesting about North Korea um, is that China and North Korea have um, hidden a considerable amount of their trade recently. So um, we're not actually seeing a, a spike in the same way that we've seen spikes before. Um, so in, in previous in previous. Um, indices, we've seen this relationship between North Korea and China actually being quite explicit. What's happening at the moment is because there's obviously this sort of fragile truce between North Korea and the US, and because China is also embroiled in this trade trade dispute with the US, um, we're seeing that a lot of that's fairly muted at the moment. So there's not been a statistically significant increase over the last six months. That doesn't mean it's gone away. Interesting. Also, looking at just on the sort of the headline, China, US, looking at it from the Chinese side, 
what's happening on uh, on the data on that now? So the data is telling us that China is doing two things. From a trade perspective, it's actually exporting its its um, its supply chains. So a lot of those supply chains have gone to the ASEAN region. And one of the really interesting things about this from a, a dual-use goods and an aerospace and an arms perspective is that ASEAN is actually increasing at a very rapid rate annually its trade um, in dual use and aerospace with Europe. Um, so what that tells you is that Chinese technologies and Chinese influence, if you like, um, that has been in, embodied in its exports to Europe and to the United States from China is now being moved to the ASEAN region as a result of um, the, the, current, um, the current tensions between the US and China. Is there any news related to intra-Asian trade that doesn't include China, or is it, or is it, is it everything China-centric? A lot is China-centric. Um, so we're seeing an awful lot of, um, as I said, this movement of exports of dual-use goods and exports of um, arms out of China across the region. We're seeing a lot of that. Um, China dominates the region, but but. The other interesting thing that we're seeing is um, countries like Japan have had a major strategic shift in the last two years. Um, they, they still have um, a priority around their own security and, and they do, don't have an armed forces, forces as such, um, but they have started ramping up the amount of security equipment and so on. There has been a rhetorical shift and there is tension in, in the news in Japan as well. So we're seeing that in our data coming through. Australia is another one, very interesting that it should be um, taking such a, such a strategic position um, on what, uh, in relation to China. On one level, it's trying to do more in relation to China, and in other levels, at a political level, it has to align itself with the United States and NATO and so on. So you're seeing this heightened tension um, in the region. It's manifesting itself in more dual-use goods trade, um, but it's also, it's also manifesting itself in the indicators that we have around trade, this sort of rhetorical weaponization that we're seeing as well. So to me, the region is, like a, is, 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 is very tense at the moment, and a lot of that is to do with the global relations that it has always assumed it would have with America, mm. and these are breaking down. And one last thing is looking at the Belt and Road Initiative. Are we seeing much connected with that particular initiative outbound from China in the region, in the Asia region specifically? Yes, um, we are seeing a considerable increase in trade between the regions. Um, it's obviously having an effect as well on countries like Kazakhstan outside of the region or in the Eurasia part of the region. Um, I think. What's interesting is that we're seeing increased trade with countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, the Philippines has pivoted towards China because it's very keen on the One Belt, One Road funding that might be coming through. Um, the Philippines actually has, has taken a fairly um, ambiguous approach towards what's happening in terms of trade tensions between the US and China. So it's it's a little bit Janus faced, if you like. It needs Chinese money, but equally it wants to face the US. So we've seen that as an evidence of, of, of kind of the, the broader tensions that are happening as well. Rebecca, thank you.